0: Hello and welcome. Well, if you're expecting and or with a newborn baby and are looking for supportive breastfeeding tips and advice, well, you're in the right place. The role of the community that surrounds a new mother and how they choose to support their decision to breastfeed is vital. You know, generally the greater amount of support the mother is given, the longer she is enabled and empowered to breastfeed, which in turn has greater health benefits for the baby. So today we welcome our special guest, Denise Condon, who is going to share helpful tips and advice which highlight the support that should be made available for new mums during the breastfeeding stage. Now, a little about our guest. Denise Condon is a lactation consultant at the Matter Private Hospital, one of Sydney's leading maternity hospitals. Now, Denise has more than 35 years experience as a lactation consultant and as a midwife, and has delivered countless babies in her career. Now, she's also a member of the Lactation Consultants of Australia and New Zealand and the International Lactation Consultant Association. Thank you for joining us today, Denise. How are you? Thank you. Hi, Rachel. Well, um, good. Thank you. Excellent, and look, what an incredible, like incredibly rewarding job you have welcoming new life into the world every day, and supporting new mums. And I mean, I just, I just have to ask, what does that feel like going to work every day? <laughs> it must be fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah, I suppose you could say, you know, like it, it can be very busy. We're here at the Mater at North Sydney, um, but it is a um, a wonderfully rewarding job, and. Um, you know, constantly, and I suppose that's a thing, you know, you, you do enjoy being part of that birthing experience and, you know, when new parents are getting to meet their new baby for the first time, I think we're very privileged to be able to share that experience um, with new parents so it's a terribly rewarding position that um working as a midwife and I suppose for myself the specialty area that I work with is um supporting mums with breastfeeding yes. um in those as um you know in those early weeks so um yeah look it, it's a lovely lovely job and as you've said I've done it for a very
0: long time over 35 um, years that's incredible <laughs>
1: I have a number of four children of my own, um, and now a grandson, so um, it's um, yeah, it's um, a very rewarding, yeah, part of
0: life. yeah. As you just mentioned, you see, so you work with mothers in the first few days, um, with their newborn yep. to establish a good uh breastfeeding pattern. So, I'd love to know just initially in your 35 year plus career yeah. um what are some of the most common challenges that you have found that new mums face and what are your tips to overcome them but starting with the physical um I just love to know initially
1: um yeah and look um you know I know we know we've delivered babies obviously forever and you would say things don't change but I suppose you know what we do find um for new mums um, you know, the challenges for new mums that we're seeing at the moment. Like a lot of women, when um, they're coming into, you know, deciding to be parents, they may have had a very challenging career. They're well established in their, their life. So now coming into that birthing experience, um, it can be challenging for them because um, it is a, a new world of not really knowing they are very much, you know, they've come from a, um, you know, their working career might be something where they've been very organized and very structured for them. So now coming into this birthing experience, it um, can be challenging, not only, as you say, the physical side of things, um, it's just um, adapting to that new role that they have. um, Mm. And Even the preparation we have for birthing, it really just um, is difficult for new mums to understand how it really is can be a bit overwhelming. So um, the physical side is, um, yeah, a challenge for them and then, you know, getting to know their baby in those first couple of days. So, um, yeah, it's a very new world.
0: (laughs) And how about the mental challenges as well? I mean, are they all sort of all tied into one? How do you find that they... That sort of they 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 differ from the physical challenges that a new mum faces in these initial um, first days.
1: Yeah, and look, I suppose again, going one of one of the physical challenges is for mums is that obviously the sleep. You know, um, being a bit, you know, their um, their sleep is now altered for them because they're you know their babies don't know about night and day, um, so that. Um, you know, not having control of that, you know, from a mental, you know, point of view, it is very challenging for them, because they are suddenly sleep deprived, um, and how they're going to, um, you know, cope with that. Um, And even the preparation that they've done, it can be very difficult for them to, you know, understand how they're going to adjust to that. But as you say, I think it's that change from where they've been you know as I say some of the mums can be very um, successful in their working lives and now to be in a a position where you know the baby is the one that's sort of controlling everything because they have to respond to the baby's needs so it's very challenging for new mums as I say with that not only the lack of sleep you know, their hormones are, you know, responding to that new birth. So it can be very challenging for um, for new mums, definitely.
0: And with that being said, then, so what tips and what support, supportive advice would you have uh, to anyone watching and listening that is in this space at the moment in particular? Um,
1: yeah, look, I think the important thing is mums to understand it takes time. It really does take time, and you know, we quite often talk about that six-week period. Yes. You know, it takes six weeks to recover from the birth, from a physical point of view. Um, it takes six weeks for that baby to sort of adjust from being in that beautiful, you know, closeness to mum to now in the outside world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of challenging cha- times. They're changing in that six-week period. You know in that early stages. So um, it's important for mums to understand it takes time. It's not just a couple of days and yep, the birth is over, now I've got my baby and now what am I going to do? We've got to get to know the baby, learn the little baby's personality and understand what's happening again for the mum as far as her physical state. You know, the milk is coming in, she's recovering from the birth. She may have had a difficult delivery. She might be recovering from a caesarean. She might be recovering from having had stitches after the delivery. So it can be quite challenging for her in those, you know, first couple of weeks. So the important thing for mums truly to understand is it takes time.
0: And um, And do do you find that a lot of mums sort of put a lot of pressure on themselves naturally during this time that they can sort of start to have a little bit of anxiety also?
1: Exactly and I suppose going back to that when you say like a mental health thing and I think that's sometimes where the challenges can be for mums is they do they can you know they are sort of wanting to get a little bit of a structure back into their lives with this baby Um, and they don't quite it takes them time to understand that it's not going to happen in a couple of days you know even when they're Hospital. They sort of go, like, I want a bit of a routine. Well, look, you know, things will settle down for them, but their little baby, what they've really got to understand is to get to know their baby. Yeah. Um, so it is a challenge for new mums and, and as well as their partners as well because, you know, they're supporting... Um, their partners. So it is very much a very challenging time in those first early weeks. And and for a lot of mums too, I know we do lots of preparation for the birthing um, and for the labour and we sort of know, you know, how the pregnancy is going. But I think sometimes, and it's not that mums aren't getting that information about what happens when the baby's born. It's very difficult to anticipate how you're going to feel and what's actually going to be happening. So that preparation is very difficult for them to understand, yes, I think, yeah. how tiring it can be um, and how dependent this little, you know, baby is on them. Um, so they are very much the challenges, you know, for that new part, you know, Family
0: and and that being said, I mean, what I I guess this what are the steps to successfully establishing breastfeeding um, and a good milk supply? Then, from a lactation consultant perspective.
1: (laughs) So, look, um, I I think the most important thing, you know, for for mums that do want to breastfeed, and you know, we know the stats in Australia say ninety eight percent of women choose to breastfeed. Um, their babies. So the important thing for mums to understand is um, making sure they give the babies the opportunity to um, get that first feed. So we know as soon as a baby is born, instinctively, the baby has the ability to come to the breast and start seeking out their first feed. And we talk about the magical hour, and we can actually see the baby respond instinctively to coming to the breast. So the importance of that first feed is, um, you know, really, you know, important for the mum establishing the breastfeed. And there's been a lot of research and evidence to say that that's true. So we would encourage mums to, you know, do skin to skin as soon as the baby is born, Yep, try the baby with them as much as possible and look we know that in some situations the baby and mother have to be separated for the health of the baby or the mother But um, as long as we can have the opportunity of bringing that baby close to mum whenever possible. So establishing the baby at the first feed is really important. Um, And then if we can't quite get the baby to the breast in that first hour or so, it's about, like, protecting the milk production. So we would encourage the mum to sort of feed as often as possible, Um, and if she's not able to be feeding the baby, just make sure we're stimulating the milk production. Because we know what happens when the baby is born, there's a sudden surge of hormones within the mum's body. The placenta is delivered. So we know there's a um, surge of hormones from the delivery of the placenta, which kicks in the milk production. So all those hormones are surging in the mum with anticipation of. Bringing in, you know, producing the breast milk. So it's really important to get that first feed in, or if we can't get the first feed in, you know, do as much skin to skin. And if the baby has to be separated for any reason, try and, um, mums can express a little bit of their colostrum, which is the early milk. Try and, do regular expressing until we can get that baby and mum together. Mm -hmm. So skin-to-skin is so important for the baby within the first days of establishing that breastfeeding.
0: And following on from that, how can a new mum tell if their baby is getting enough milk as well? Because no doubt this is something that is something you obviously hear on a daily basis and is a concern for all new mums.
1: So it is the most asked question um and again i think it's part of we want to obviously you know we want to make sure the baby's getting enough we want to make sure that um you know the baby is getting what it needs but we know um in the first early days the baby doesn't need a lot of um the first 20 days
0: did you say sorry denise early days early days sorry
1: yeah So the colostrum is there in the first three days or so until the fullness of the milk comes. So it's not about volume, but it's about looking at your baby Mm -hmm. and trying to understand the cues the baby is giving you. So some of the things we'd be looking at is... what goes in comes out. So what's in the baby's nappy? You know, we want the baby. We want to check the baby's wee. We want to see how many poos the baby is doing. So in the early days, the, mid- well, the, um, the staff would be looking at that. But for a mum when she goes home, when she's got fullness of milk, then we want to see at least five good wet nappies um, for a baby and um, at least maybe a poo. We want the baby to be generally settled most of the time. We do know that babies can get unsettled during that, um, you know, in the early days. But if they're generally settled, um, we know that they're probably getting enough. Um, And things like putting on weight, babies initially will lose weight. But as long as the baby is putting on weight, um, we know that... um, you know that obviously the milk will be there. So it is one of the big things that mums are always questioning. If my baby is crying, does that mean my baby's hungry? So not necessarily. It need you need to sort of get to know your baby and listen to what your baby's telling you is the important thing. So um and watching the baby's feeding cues is really important.
0: Yeah. But- and what about for the mothers that have uh, are having some problems with their babies um, latching? So, what should mothers do if their babies are having trouble latching to the boob?
1: Yeah. So, look, I, I suppose again the thing is the skin to skin is really important because we know the baby is born with instinctive. Um, behavior, which will help it come to the breast. So we talk about like, you know, letting the baby sort of come to the breast, but for some mums, they like to position the baby um, at the breast themselves. And we want to make sure that the baby is, we talk about the baby being latched correctly. And if we've got the baby latched correctly, we know the baby is getting that milk like transverse. So the milk actually comes from the breast, not the nipple. So the positioning of the baby is really important to optimize that, um, you know, make sure that the, um, the baby is deeply on the breast. So if the mum is not sure whether she's latching the baby correctly, that's when she might need to seek out help. And in fact, If the baby's not latched correctly, she's not going to be, the baby's not latching, it's not getting the milk. If we're not producing the milk, we're not getting as much milk as we need. So a lot of the times it's about improving the latch, which will improve the milk supply. So if the mummy's having trouble with the latch, she needs to probably seek advice and help, maybe from a lactation consultant, And that's actually why at the MARTA we've actually now set up an outpatients clinic for um, mums that have delivered here and they can actually make an appointment to come back and see us in the clinic up to six weeks so that we can actually check and see how things are going for them. Because, again, one of the things that we do find is if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not. So we want to make sure we've got the baby feeding well at the breast. And we talked to mum about what are some of the signs that we can identify that show us that the baby is feeding well,
0: which is seeing. Yeah, what are they? I'd love to know. Yeah,
1: so some of the things that we're looking at is making sure that the baby is, um, we talk about nutritively sucking. So quite often a mum will notice or a mum that's breastfeeding, they'll notice that the baby, as they start to feed at the breast, they have good, we talk about nutritive sucking, so it's about like seeing some jaw movement in the baby where it actually gets mouthfuls of milk. And sometimes the baby will stop and then start again. So when we've got good nutritive sucking, we know that the baby's actually getting good milk transfer.
0: Sometimes the
1: baby can do like non-nutritive, which is that little soft flutter sucking. Um, And quite often mums can confuse the nutritive sucking to the non-nutritive. And that's what we need to sort of identify. And in fact, if the baby's doing non-nutritive sucking, it may not be getting as much milk, but it's actually you know doing a little bit of comfort sucking. So it's important to identify that for the mum so she can actually um, see you know how the feeding's going. And of course, the one thing about with latching is it painful? So you know quite often mums will talk about they have nipple discomfort and pain when they're feeding. Um, And we know initially that there can be a little bit of sensitivity with the nipples, um, but it shouldn't be really painful. And if it is painful, then we need to sort of look at what's happening with the positioning of the baby, the positioning of mum, and that's the importance of getting someone just... Have a look and see what's happening, and it can be something as simple as just changing the way, way mum's holding the baby, or just, um, you know, giving her a, li- a few little tips about how she's managing that feed. And that truly, if we can get that sorted, it can actually help not only her milk supply, but the baby's feeding better, might be settling better. And, again, longer breastfeeding for her in those, you know, if she can get herself established with the baby feeding.
0: Mm -hmm. And um, to date I've been fortunate enough to to have um, a few conversations with lactation consultants like yourself. And I've actually heard um, from memory that um mums should uh tell me if this is correct but remember what side they they fed on last and for example either either having a bracelet or a hair elastic or something like that as well to ensure that so i'd love to know from your point of view what are your tips with um balancing both both sides with feeding
1: well i know there's plenty of
0: apps out there as well so that's there are (laughs) yes yes of course (laughs) apps for everything
1: yeah (laughs) And, look, I, yeah, that's very important in those early days because we want to make sure that the baby is, um, you know, taking milk from both breasts, which will even up the breasts. Um, you know, we don't want to be too lopsided. So if we can actually make sure that the baby feeds on the side that you finish, finished so when the baby comes to the breast... Um, it's you know it's obviously hungrier and it will empty the breast and well, the breast is never totally empty but it will have a good feed from that side and then give the baby the opportunity to be able to have a rest and digest and it might come to the other side it may not always feed as long on that second side as it did the first side so when we come back to breastfeeding we need to start the side that we finish on
0: why so I'd love to know why <laughs>
1: so the reason is, as I just said, so we can even, even the body up a bit because yeah. she can actually sometimes have totally just breastfed off one breast. Um, but, again, it's, um, you know, they're going to be a bit lopsided. Um, but it is very much about just making sure, I suppose, for the ease of the mum, is that she can actually be feeding off both breasts just to make herself more comfortable. Right. Um Also, yeah, and also in those early days we know the body is designed to feed that way, that the baby is getting, you know, enough milk. But some mums actually have quite a lot of milk and they might actually find that their baby is only taking one breast at a time. So if that's the case, then obviously mum would then feed the side that the baby didn't feed on last time. If that makes, yeah, does that sort of, you Mm -hmm. know, make sense that you can understand that... um, it is, yeah, about that
0: mum's comfort as well. yeah okay. Awesome. Now, I'd love to sort of to move on to now talking about the support um, and the community as I referenced at the start of the chat today uh, and, and leading into that, you know, we published your article um, on this yeah. topic and the t- the title of that is Breastfeeding, Receiving the Support You Deserve. Now, for someone who hasn't read the article yet, uh, could you please tell us what it's about and, of course, it's what inspired you to write it?
1: Yeah, well look, I, I think again part of um you know establishing that breastfeeding is having that um community around you to support that. And I I think, you know, our life, you know, in Western world, I suppose, we don't live amongst, you know, mums breastfeeding and you know, we're not so much that village. We need to have, but we do to raise a child, we do need that support around us. So if we've got, you know, the partner on board, and that's why I think it's really important when we do the breastfeeding classes, you know, it's important to have the partner there so they can understand what is happening for the mum so they can support them. For the family around, it's important for mum to be getting that rest she needs. If her wish is to breastfeed, only the mother can breastfeed. The support need to be able to support her with her choice, which if it is breastfeeding um, and what she needs to do to you know be able to achieve that, which is you know if there's help that comes into the house like meals, doing the housework, mums need to rest and sleep. And, you know, if, as I say, breastfeeding is what they want to do, their priority is making sure that they're able to do that. So and even, I suppose, even getting past those first couple of weeks when they're out and about, um, we need, you know, environments to be, I think, you know, breastfeeding friendly. Um, Mums need to be able, it is such a natural thing. We need women to be able to be, breastfeeding, um, you know, in public and not feeling that they need to be stepping away to do what is natural for their baby. Um, And um, even if they choose to go back to work, we need to have environments that can support that. Because I know a lot of the mums, Um, do need to be going back to work at a much earlier stage. Um, And if breastfeeding is what they want to do, then we need to have working environments that can support that. So that is really important as
0: well. In your article, you mentioned exactly on that topic that many women mistakenly think that they, they can't breastfeed if they plan to return to work after childbirth. However, um, you do mention in the article there are three key things that uh, every employer should provide for them. Um, The first one, for example, being space, um, that the employer should be um, or that the mother should be be provided with the space um, and a private space to ensure that they can um, feed or express milk. The second one is time that there should be enough uh, a breastfeeding policy um, that clearly outlines the support for um, lactation breaks to allow time to feed and express during work hours and the third one you mentioned the article is just the support that there should be a comprehensive communication strategy in place um, for for everyone involved just the outlines I guess the needs and just the considerations of breastfeeding um, for staff and mothers overall so is there anything outside of those three tips that you'd like to maybe add at all?
1: Well, look, as you say, they are really important ones. And, look, I know it can be very challenging for new mums going back to work um, because they probably feel, um, you know, like a bit of pressure. Oh, look, I can't take time off because, you know, like it's, you know, I've got to get the job done. In actual fact, we do have guidelines. There are, you know, working guidelines. And, in fact, the Australian Breastfeeding Association, the ABA, actually has on their website, they've got a return to work package that if mums are interested in, you know, looking at those sort of um, support that can be available for them to download that from their website, um, because you should be able to, you know, in a most like there is you know um, workplace acts that do say that a mum can be able to breastfeed and we want to like try and encourage that because it is so important for mums for some mums to continue with their breastfeeding journey even if they do have to um, return to work because you know they know the benefits of breastfeeding and um you know breast the breast milk changes constantly as the baby is um growing getting older and then what the breast milk provides is what the needs of the baby are at that time so um yeah it's important for mums to um you know look into you know what their um you know what their um i suppose um what their workplaces are
0: yeah and so what's what's in what's in this toolkit that um parents and uh mothers and employees should know about what can you tell us about it
1: um, look, I think it's exactly that, you know, just touching on those topics that you've talked about, um, but just giving them some guidelines about, you know, the length of time I think you are allowed to take in a break for breastfeeding. Some workplaces actually do have um, set guidelines about that. Mm-hmm. Um So they need to sort of, if they're not quite sure what their workplace is um, providing for them, then they, um, on this toolkit, you know, on the ABA site, they will give them some information where they can research that.
0: So so um, if I'm hearing correctly, so employers are obliged by law to take reasonable measures to accommodate new mum's breastfeeding needs. Is that correct?
1: Well, that is something that we're definitely making sure that. Um, and again, like it, it is, you know, uh, I'm not sure if all workplaces um, take that on board, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that there uh, would be a lot of government facilities that definitely, um, you know, provide those, um, you know, the, that that sort of, um, you know, um, space for them. So that's okay. you have to. You'd have to look into that, but there's definitely, you know, a lot of changing regarding that.
0: So so if anyone watching and listening, if you are on maternity leave and or are planning uh, to return to work at some stage, um, all new mums should be sure to speak to your employer in advance about accessing this toolkit. And of course, we'll have a link in the show notes as well. Now, what about, I guess, when the child is um, old enough to start childcare and or um, is in long daycare, even as a, as a newborn also, uh, can you maybe just expand on this a little bit more? Because I, I understand that parents can make arrangements with their childcare provider. Tell me if this is correct or not, to allow them to keep breastfeeding by either breast, breastfeeding the child in the childcare facility um, and or allowing um, the mother to be able to, pro- to provide expressed milk for them, um, for the educators to be able to feed the child whilst they're in childcare. Is that is that correct or incorrect? That's
1: right. Yeah, and that's what all childcare facilities, so if your childcare facility is not allowing that, you need to actually speak to them and sort of, you know, um, you know, make sure that is, well, that's what I mean, seek out a childcare that is, but all childcare centres, uh, I would um, believe should be able to provide that facility for um, mums that are wishing to breastfeed. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that you need to talk to your childcare facility about.
0: And you do mention that's in the, that the article that, that a yeah. childcare provider cannot refuse um your application as a mother uh for, for a childcare place um because your child is breastfed um your childcare provider cannot ask you to stop breastfeeding um when your child is in care and um must um allow you to be able to express um milk on the premises is that correct
1: well look I I would have to, you know, I can't say 100%, but I would say that I would only be looking at a childcare centre that makes those arrangements. Yes. Of um, course, that is really important for mums to be able to provide that. They need to provide a space for the mum to, you know, store her breast milk as well. So um, they need to, um, you know, while the mum's at work, obviously they would bring in the breast milk, so they need to have a facility there. So I would definitely be looking at um, making sure your facility that you use is um, able to do that for you because if that's something you want to continue with, um, you definitely need to make sure you speak to them about that.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and finally, I just wanted to touch on, I guess, the, the support that a partner would be giving a mother during the breastfeeding journey. Uh, we've spoken about the community in the village around the mother, um, supporting on all the aspects from friends, um, family, um, of course, childcare providers, employers, but the most uh, pers- important person, I guess, Uh, in the community is the right hand um, person to that um, to the mother is the partner of course so in the article you actually list your five tips a partner can show their uh, how and how they can show their support during the breastfeeding journey I'd love to just go through those um, sort of just now Um, could you maybe just expand on those just for a moment the first one that you, you you do um mention is just understanding the importance of breastfeeding. and um, that breastfeeding is is normal in in that in that respect. So you can maybe just expand on that a little bit for the moment.
1: And, and again, that's why that going back to that's why I think it's so important for um partners to be involved involved in understanding the breastfeeding um, journey and understanding how it works. Um, I suppose one of the things that we sort of um, try and um, make sure the partners are aware that, um, you know, the baby doesn't work on a night and day clock, yes. um, sadly, um, and the milk production is highest at night time. So the babies do a lot of breastfeeding at night time. Um, Of course, babies are quite nocturnal. And I think as a partner, what they want to do is support their, um, you know, they want to support the mum and her breastfeeding. But, of course, they're concerned about her sleeping um, and trying to rest. So there are some partners that sort of feel like, oh, maybe we could, you know, let mum sleep and try and, you know, feed the baby another way during the night. But if the mum wants to breastfeed, she needs to be able to, you know, understand that breastfeeding at night time is very important. Um, Breastfeeding at night time happens a lot and it's normal. And that's why it's important for partners to understand the importance of breastfeeding and what is normal about it. Because Things are changing all the time, Um, and I think that part of it, understanding that the baby doesn't have that circadian rhythm that we have that makes us sleep at night and awake during the day, Mm -hmm. so we have to remember um, and, you know, make sure the partners understand that, you know, it's important for mum to be breastfeeding at night if that's Mm -hmm. what she wants to be doing, and then supporting the mum during the day if she can, you know, to be resting when the baby's sleeping.
0: And also, you mentioned to refrain from suggesting formula at at the signs of any sort of uh, initial difficulty. Also, as we mentioned at the start of the chat, the the longer um, and I guess the greater amount of support that the mothers given, the longer that they will breastfeed, which is um, which has greater long term benefits for the baby. Um, do you find that a lot of partners um, do suggest an easy and not not saying that that formula yeah, is an easier know. way out, but. Um, exactly, and, and look—it's
1: only because they are concerned for their partner. It's only because they feel that if they can give her, let her have the sleep, then, you know, we can you know, help her. But in actual fact, as I say, going back to breastfeeding, more breastfeeding means more milk. If we've got more milk, then that's going to satisfy the baby. So by introducing some sort of supplement, it actually does sort of then affect the milk production. Either she may not produce as much, um, she can run into different issues if she's not emptying her breasts. You know, mums talk about mastitis and those sorts of things. So quite often what I will say to the partners, is if, if mum wants to breastfeed, mum's got the breasts, she needs to breastfeed, what the partner can do, and in fact the feeding side of it does not take that long, particularly once she's got that breastfeeding established, um, you know, they can change the nappy, they can help at bath time, they can make sure that mum's comfortable, you know, support her with drink and water. And if the is unsettled after the feed, then they need to maybe, you know, try and do a little bit of settling because the breastfeeding part is, the feeding part is the easy part. So I think it's, as you say, like educating the partners is to understand how best to support the mother if that's if breastfeeding is what she wants to do
0: and the support also can just be mental support um just telling telling you um that you think that you're doing Uh a great job and that you're proud of her and just encourage words of encouragement also would you say exactly
1: because a lot of times the mums are not quite you know they're still getting to know their babies Am I doing the right thing? They're always, you know, which is only natural. We want to, you know, if our baby's unsettled, what am I doing that's making my baby unsettled? I think it's understand, you know, we've got to constantly reassure her. Um, And look, they do an amazing job, all new mums. And by having a partner that is encouraging her and supporting her in her choice, and quite often I even say to the partners, like, look at mum and the way she's feeding. You know your partner. Does she look comfortable? If she doesn't look comfortable, then you need to assist her to, you know, be comfortable in her breastfeeding. So that's a great job that the partner can do as well is supporting her by just looking at her and understanding does she need to have a little bit, you know, of a break or, you know, what does she need? So it is very much important to be aware of that as a partner, just that encouragement about what a great job they're doing because sometimes that's all they need.
0: And also um, to be patient with with the the mums emotions also that which you do mention. Um, just to, to simply just to listen um, to your partner and just to be there and to show support sometimes as well is ex- extremely important. But to have patience along the way, would you say? Yeah.
1: Exactly, because, um, look, and it's. I know it's hard for the partner who's gone through the, the journey of the, the pregnancy and we know all the emotions that's involved in there, but not only have we got the hormonal emotions sort of on board as well as, you know, the lack of sleep um, that comes with new parenting, both for, you know, both um, the, the partner as well as the mum, mm-hmm. but it's really important that um, we're aware that she can, you know, mum can be a bit up and down. And truly I always say one day at a time, you know, if a mum has a really bad day, just forget about that day because tomorrow is a new day and let's just deal with tomorrow when it comes because quite often mums will get themselves quite worked up about how am I going to manage tomorrow because I'm so exhausted and tired today. So pretty much one feed at a time and one day at a time.
0: And showing support, not even just emotionally, but doing things around the home where you can as well. Um, and also just in, as a mother is sitting there breastfeeding, you showing that she does have snacks and and water at a disposal in, in close proximity as well, would you say?
1: Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, looking at those babies, you know, talk about the baby's feeding cues. If we've got a baby that's starting to look like it might be needing a feed soon, you know, like when did mum last have something to eat, When she, you know, even going to the bathroom, all those sorts of things. Because when she comes down to do her feed, in the early days, it's probably going to take her about an hour, you know, to do that breastfeed. So what support does she need while that's happening?
0: So all of this emotional support, um, support around the home, and of course, support doesn't just stop um like at home obviously when you're out and about also to be able to support your partner when she is breastfeeding uh, your baby in public as well so rather than uh, su- suggesting covering up or going somewhere else to nurse it, it is something that you that the mother needs con- continual support outside the home as well would you say
1: yeah exactly because i, I think the thing is you know breastfeeding is natural. Um, you know and we need to sort of you know let mums know that it is natural Um, you know you don't really have to cover up Um, like you know and let the, the partners understand that you know it's what the baby needs it's part of what you're doing and you know if we all sort of uh, like a uh, uh, thinking that way um, it is you know makes it easier for mum to understand you know I'm just going to breastfeed because this is what my baby needs at the moment so it's important to understand you know it is a natural thing for the baby to be feeding in yes. public so and, and you know and places need to be aware about that as well.
0: Denise, this has been a really insightful, informative and helpful chat. Um, I would love for you just to summarise, I guess, what your key messages are for anyone watching and listening.
1: Yeah, and look, I think the most important things I always do say when I talk to mums is listen to your baby. Your baby will tell you what it wants. Um, Trust your instincts because you're going to be right. If it doesn't feel right, it's probably not. And you need to seek help when, um, you know, you sort of are not sure what's happening. And the way you can do that is there's early childhood centres, the Australian Breastfeeding Association. As I said, you know, here at the MARTA, we've actually just set up an outpatient clinic where the mums can come back and um, see us here in that first six weeks if they need some extra support. So the thing to understand is it does take at least six weeks for everything just to start to settle down. It's gonna take a lifetime because we've got those baby, you know, those babies that'll be children and adults. But um, once we become a parent, always a parent. But it does take time to understand, you know, what's happening with this new little person. And the other thing is we've got to get to know that little personality because all babies are different and what's happening with you and your baby is different from your girlfriend down the road
0: or the cousin Very or important up. to know and understand yeah,
1: that. And I, and I, yeah, and I always say... Mm-hmm to mums, take all the information on board, work out what works for you. It's you, your baby and your partner that the three of you have to work out what works for you, because there's no right and there's no wrong. It's what works for you. So you can take all the information on board and you have to work out what sits well with you. As long as you understand what a healthy baby looks like, And make sure if you feel you need support, you reach out and get it. So just be aware of where your support is Mm -hmm. in the community.
0: Thank you for that. And look, we'll um, include all of the helpful um, links in the show notes, uh, including the um, information and the the contact number for the Australian Breastfeeding Association um, and the National Breastfeeding Helpline. Uh, and also link to the Australian Breastfeeding Association's um, comprehensive return to work called, uh, toolkit. We'll have that um, as long as well as a link to the article. But I'm um, so grateful for your time today, um, Denise. And once again, um, you know, v- very grateful for all the information that you have shared and the wisdom. Um, and uh, really hope for the opportunity to speak to you again in the not too distant future. But in the meantime, take care and stay safe. Thank okay, you. Okay, so thank you so much, Rachel, and bye. all the best. Thank you. Okay, bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone, and you've been listening to Kittypedia the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kiddypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.